Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Lift Her Up podcast. I am your host, Latrice, and we are rocking and rolling in season two. All right. We are talking all things courage, all things confidence this whole entire season. And I've just been so blessed by everything that has transpired so far. The Lord has connected me with some amazing people, just great people that are doing amazing things for his for his kingdom. And this guest that I have today is no different, okay? She is an amazing woman of God. She has an awesome story and testimony, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. I know so many people are going to be beyond blessed from her story and just from our conversation, y'all. If y'all, if y'all been here behind the scenes, listen, it's already been so good, and I cannot wait to get into this conversation today. So I want to welcome to the Lift Her Up podcast, Ms. Jamisha Roberts. <laughs> I am so excited to be on here today. I have waited for this moment. This is this is this is an answer prayer being lived. <laughs> oh my God! For real, for real. So I'm blessed and honored to be here with you Thank you, sis. Thank you. That did something to my spirit. Quite. It's for your obedience. Thank you for saying yes. Okay, and I gotta talk about how we. Meant, of course, that kid, because the people don't know. <laughs> All right. But the Lord had told me last year that he wanted me to start getting into interviews with the podcast. And I was like, ooh. Interviews? Right. Um, territory, boy. I, I, I never did that before. Lord. I don't, I don't even, what is an interview? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, um, like, that was probably the summer he started to really press it on me to start doing it um and as the year went by like the last quarter of the year he was really like okay like start lining people up for 2024 and i was like all right yeah and we just started to see this young lady come across my facebook feed speaking all these powerful declarations and proclamations about the lord and i noticed we had several friends in common and I was like these people I went to high school with yeah it's this young lady oh my gosh like just just so bold just so bold in in how you talk about the Lord so when he started tapping my shoulder do interviews do interviews your name came up and I was like ooh, Lord she don't know me Teresa don't know me at all like I I literally just friended her and I just I just like her content you know like I just love how bold she is for you and then November he was like you need to ask her and so I was like Lord if you want me to do that I need you to make it so like we have some sort of relational exchange or something because I just think it's real weird for you to like try for someone to get on your platform or vice versa and there's no like real skin in the game you know what I'm saying I'm very integral person and I like pe- I it's like just the perception of the thing and the Lord does everything in order yeah right Amen. so like I I was like Lord you need to make it so okay I said that to the Lord and then it was like a few days later I kid you not then I started seeing you posting the comments <laughs> under some of my reels and some of my posts and I was like <laughs> Lord you did that okay you did that so you were real 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 fast okay fast so I start you know, we're just going back and forth a little bit in the comments. Like, hey, girl, yes. Like, hey, girl, yes. And then December rolled and he was like, okay, make the call. 
make the call. <laughs> I was like, make the call more, but he had called. But so I called you in December and it was only like barely a 10 minute conversation, but I was just expressing how much I just loved your attitude and your spirit for the Lord and everything. And I was like, would you grace me? <laughs> Listen to me on my platform. And you say yes. And I was like, oh, praise praise Jehovah. But it's like so easy. It was so easy. And I just think it's just a testament of the goodness of God and his intentionality. Yeah. Which we've been talking about a lot about. Um, and, and just how he has brought us together. And we're definitely in a season of collaboration. Yeah. Kingdom. Oh, yes. And it's just, it's so, sometimes it's hard to find good people that have great morals and integrity and their spirit and their motives behind it um, are pure yeah. and of God. And I really wanted to make sure that you are receiving that from me. And I, I definitely feel that with you. Like we're kindred spirits. Like you were literally my sister in Christ. Okay. You're there. We are there. So just like, thank you so much. That's just kudos to God. Like, thank you more for allowing this connection. Um, and yeah, so today I really just want to talk about your testimony and like who you are as a person, because I know Jamisha, the influencer. Okay. Like I know you as being like a, a teacher of the word. Dare I say like a prophet of the Lord, the mouthpiece of God okay <laughs> because every time you get on like it's just word just word just word just revelatory everything but I really wanted to get to know you as a person because sometimes that like, we present ourselves in one way the world knows us as one way but we have so many layers you know and the Lord has done such a a work and a lot of times people don't know unless we share what we've gone through um, and, and all the things like that. So I wanted to get insight into who Jerisha was. And it tied in perfectly with my theme for this year. Because I just see you as so courageous and so bold. And I know sometimes you might not feel that way. But that is how I perceive you. And I think that it's how a lot of people perceive you. And I just want to get more insight behind how you came to be. Like I know on Instagram, like your name is The Redeemed J. So could you tell us your story you can start wherever you want and we'll we'll can bring them back to around if you know what but what is who is the redeemed jay like what is that story i don't know i mean my little <laughs> the redeemed jay um has took a long way i will say that the jamisha that is sitting before you today was not the jamisha <laughs> from three or four years ago oh, yeah. um there's truly a testimony to the redeemed jay to to just see um you know, what God has done in my life, I really came to know him as the redeemer, as the one who takes what maybe even I or others would say is worthless or there's no need for and and really turn it into something mm. that like you have this much useful about you have that you you want to use me for this. And I've, I've done all these things and you want me to go up in front. Like like he has really he has really made that made that real for me like he's really made me come to know him as that so i i don't take it like yeah i don't take it lightly the name and i've tried to change it but i was like no like i like this is the story you did my story um and i mean i literally have i guess i'll start from some years ago as i say like three four years ago mm -hmm. when the men like <laughs> so i i have to tell you 
how literally uh, the redeemed J is is the epitome of grace saving me. When grace saved me, okay. I tell everybody all the time, I'm pretty saved me, and I'll, I I'm going to start all over the place, but I will start by saying literally how it was the word grace. That it was the word grace. So I went through a a point in time. Now I will be honest, I my life was not hard. Um, but you know, when I look back and reflect, I had some moments where, uh, things were traumatic and things really affected me in ways that I just did not know. And I didn't realize it's cool. You know, how certain things, certain things may happen to you and you may think it's no big deal, but you don't know, you know, how they say, uh, like your traumas are revealed in your, in your intimate relationship. Yeah, like, even with God, where the traumas that you had, that trust issue, it's always revealed in it intimates out. You know what I mean? So I've lived a life where I've had things happen. I actually, um, you know, at the age of five, I lost my sister uh, to brain cancer. She was two. And so that actually did a number on me that I did not even know until I got to on big age. And literally until a couple of, maybe even at the last two years, and I've begun to really understand the effect that it had on me and what that did to me and how from that point the enemy was using things, you know, trying to capture me in different ways to take me here and there and everywhere but where I wanted me to be. And so, you know, coming up, I, I, I get to a point where I'm in, I, go, I mean, I, I go through, Quite a bit in, in, in school, high school, but it's not really until I come out. I graduated early. I graduated at 16. Um, and so I came out kind of young, not really knowing for the world. But I thought I was like, you know, I just want, I don't want to be that. the war. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't want to be that. But I came out. You were smart then. You were smart. Like, that's what everybody said. But I was like, no, I want to try to get out of here. But I was 16 when I graduated. Um, and I took some time off. And then I um, went through. When I turned 18, I actually met my husband when I turned 18. Oh. And so, bless the Lord, because I, I was really, I mean, God, he keep looking out. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, sis. I had, I had just come through a little breakup, you know, and I had decided, I'm finna, I'm finna do me. <laughs> the Lord has snatched you about the street. No, hear it. Oh, no, baby. You ain't going out. Oh, oh, oh no, crazy. You are not about to do that. I really, I really was about to, but then he slid in my knee and I see it. Lord. I, but bless the Lord for him. He is a wonderful man. Yeah. And I know that he that it was purpose. Mm. But I met him. Um, we got we actually had a child before we got married. Um, but I met I met him, we had a child, then we got married. Um, so he'd been married since twenty eighteen. You'll talk about that. You're like, 2017, 2018. Sarka, Sarka, I know. Look, I said we married an eternity, but we've been here for a long time. But when I met him, um, I was really still, even when I got married to him at the age of um, like 19, 20, I still did not really, I never experienced uh, or, or really experienced even in life beyond because I'm kind of, I was sheltered growing up, but I also kind of got comfortable in the shelter and did not go out and experience things. And so uh, when I got married to him, I still was still just trying to figure out who even Jamisha was. And of course, you know, um, I didn't play such a big part. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous game. Okay. When you, and that's, that was part of the Israelites problem. <laughs> I forgot. I did her. Identity crisis was real and it was real for me for a very long time. And because of that, it caused me to go here and there and here and there. And even in my, in, in my marriage, it called me at a point 
to begin to cling to or go towards things that were that were not even they were not even honorable to my to my marriage. Mm. Definitely not honorable to God, but not honorable to my marriage. And so I went years just thinking that this is who I am. I'm trying to find. I, I mean, I went through, and as I was going through, I was dealing with anxiety, and I actually had been dealing with anxiety since I was like 13 years old, okay. and it actually came in. And I recently learned that it's something that my that my uh, that my dad's side of the family deals with. Mm-hmm. But it came in, um, it came in when I was like 13 years old, and I di- I didn't even know it was not, like again another thing where it all caused something creeping. Yeah. And you not just think you feel away, um, and, you, and this feeling keeps repeating itself. You don't really know what it is, but okay, I just keep you know coming out of it. And by that point, it's already I'm in agreement with it because <laughs> you're the closest. Yeah, so so since that age, I was afraid. I was mainly afraid of death. Like I was so afraid of death, and I went through, and I I was you know finding ways to cope with it, and then go away for a while, and then come back, and go away for a while, come back. And so in my old years, as I was married to my husband, I started finding other, we tried to find other ways. Of course, I'm 21. You know, we turned 21. Listen, hey. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, yeah. 21, that's a new coping mechanism. Yeah. Mechanism. Yeah. Unlock. You know what I'm saying? I got to be honest with you. I got to tell you, my, I got to tell you this is the truth. I got to tell you the truth that at 21 years old, even at 18 years old, you know, even being able to go into, into the, uh, at, well, at that time, because, you know, they changed the, the age now, but even able to go out to, into the store um, and buy tobacco and all those things like, like uh, you know, they, they changed that. But at that time, you know, 18 year olds still had access to that thing. So, you know, being introduced to it and even seeing it around, hanging with the wrong people. And seeing them use it, let me take part. Let me see. Her. I'm looking for a way, and they're coping this way. So you think that they coping? Isn't it oh, man? But yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm taking my part, <laughs> taking my part in it as well. And so I went through years of that. Went through years, um, and eventually uh, it is. Uh, I, I went in a little too deep. <laughs> okay. I went. I love it too deep, and I and it was at that point. I think. I think. Uh, for all that time, I didn't realize that the enemy was like, yeah, yeah, I'm drawing her in. Because there was a point where, it, and I reflect, I can reflect and feel the point where I knew things were changing, but I didn't know things were changing. Where I knew something was different, but I didn't know something was different. And we, for me, it looked like the world was changing. But really, really, it was something in me that was being, that was being corrupted. Like, uh, okay, and it's, it caused me to begin to see the world differently. I remember going in into church, uh, into my parents' church, and just feeling different about church. Like, like I don't even mean, like, why am I here? Like things like because that in I mean, listen, yeah. listen, the corruption was real, and I was really going through, and I was really ultimately just trying to cope with things, uh, t- uh, t- tagging along or taking on these new, like I said, coping mechanisms, weed, drinking, down. like these, these are these are the things that I really was partaking in and. You know, people will tell you, well, it's just this, it's just that, it's not that deep, you know what I'm saying? But when you make habits out of those things and those things become idols in your life and they become the things that you depend on other than God, listen, let me tell you, it'll mess you. Listen, every time, let me tell you, let me tell you, it'll mess you up every time. It will mess you up. And that's what it began to do to me because it just began to just pull me uh, further from God. It just made me to the point where, and I did not realize that whether, you know, while 
in my speech, I thought I was still, I thought I was still close. But you know what? You know how the how the Bible says that you know with, with their mouths they say uh, they say one thing, but their hearts are somewhere over here. And that, that I was there. I was saying one thing, thinking one thing. It was because I was saying it, but I had no understanding truly of the holiness of of what it really meant to be surrendered. I, I had no none none of that. And so and so I was really far and being drawn away from God. I was being dried away from God until I got to the point where uh, the 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 real meat of my testimony began to happen once COVID hit. And we know once COVID hit, you know, life changed for everybody. A whole reset. Like like everything that everybody thought they knew, foundational. Listen, like shook it. <laughs> Foundations, if if you were not grounded on something uh, that was true. You were not able to, and I was not. I, I I was not able to stand because I was not grounded in truth. By the time the pandemic came, and that's when the enemy said, "I got you, I'm, I'm finna get you," because at that point, fear struck me even more. Because I was already dealing with anxiety, but fear then it's it literally came in like and it, and it brought all of this cut up and it turned and everything. It's a party up in up in Jamaica because. I mean, and it nearly, you know, it, it nearly shook faith for so many people because many people were not really truly grounded in God. And, and I got to be honest with you, I, I did not have the relationship with God I mean, that I thought, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, some people will even testify and tell you that, you know, the way the true relationship with God is not the way we see it in church or, you know, growing up. It's not what the religion, no other religious activity. It's not that it is, it is so, 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 so much different than that. But I was grounded in the religious themes. I was right. grounded in that. Yes. Let me pray whenever and let me and, and, and I'm, yeah. Lord, get me through. Yes. Show up on Sunday yes. or the special holiday. Okay. You know, Easter, Christmas. <laughs> Y'all know. Yeah. Those vain prayers, those, those repetitive things. I was, I, I, that was what I was hit to. I had, I had really no word in me of me other than you know what well, i forget about to say yeah, yeah, yeah. think that i also love the world <laughs> you know what they what they put on the low the you know the 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 home decor and stuff yeah nice yeah. <laughs> i i gotta be honest with you i had nothing beyond that and even that that i did have it it, it didn't mean anything to me it didn't have any weight in me to make sure like it wasn't it, it wasn't that yeah it was not there and so because I did not have that, I, it was easy for me to fall for anything that would, that would make me feel okay. And, and that's where I began to mess up. I began to fall for anything that made me okay in the midst of me feeling what I was feeling. I, like, I remember, I remember losing weight. I remember like, you know, at one point it was like, I need to be smoking. Like, I need, like, and, then, and then I started getting caught up in the wrong crowd. And then of course, you know, there was always the, the pandemic hit and, hit and everybody, uh, started coming off work. Essential, uh, not essential. You know that. And at that time, then, yes. I, I, I got. I was working. Um, I was actually a substitute before before the pandemic hit. Um, and so I had actually uh, just finished teaching. Like uh, a month before, they was like, "Yeah, we got to start shutting stuff down." Wow. And so of course I couldn't. I couldn't go back because they went. I think they had like virtual for right. But uh, during that time, it was how am I going to make money? How am I going to make money? And that's a whole nother realm of trying to be God for yourself. That that's because that money become an idol, okay? And then you get it by any means possible. Any and I was not feel something. And a child, children, like selling groceries, you know what I'm saying? Toilet paper is high. I don't know what. Okay, yeah, we're doing the pandemic. Everybody was buying it up. 
everything. Milk and egg, bread. Everything is hot as well. And it seems like the world is ending. And I'm just trying to hold it all. I'm really just trying to hold on. And so, you know, I have, uh, thankfully God has given me with some creativity. Yeah, that's on the And so I, I, I work in the, in the area of graphics, branding, design, things like that. And so I began to just kind of dig into that. It's something I had always done, but I just never, you know, I never really thought of it as anything like that until that point. And because somebody came along and they were like, you know, I was already doing it for myself. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. And people be asking me, like, who do your stuff? And I'm like, I do it. You know what I'm saying? I never, I hadn't thought about anything for anybody else until one voice kind of along and was like, you know, you can make a lot of money doing it. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. And it was like, you know, we kind of had got a text and everything. And she started putting me into the gratuities and stuff. And uh, she was like, hey, you can charge this, you can charge this. And, Madison, and then people started coming. And, you know, like I said, it, me not being grounded or having any word, anything. So if you have any word, okay, you automatically don't have any discernment. My God. Automatically have nothing to compare the world that you see to. The automatically have nothing to see or to or to use as a baseline for is this true? Or is this the enemy? Or is this is the lie? Or you automatically have nothing for that. So I, me being baseless, okay, having no discernment, I literally took on any and everybody. My, but my only discernment was if they're gonna get, if they give me a headache or if they not. You know what I'm saying? You gonna be a difficult client or not? That, that was the only discernment that I that I had was okay. They're gonna be difficult. I'm not gonna work with. I can already see they ain't got they ain't ready for this. Like that that was it. You know, I had to discernment whether okay, this is a witch and this is. a... Okay, yeah, let's let I gotta talk about it, you know what I'm saying? I gotta talk about it because grace really saved me. Listen, listen, I had I had no discernment because all it took was for, for somebody to say what I was saying. Somebody to say, God bless me. Somebody to say, well, thank the Lord. No hand. And never think of it. And never said Jesus, never said that he died. And never, and never said it. But not, not knowing any of that. Should have been because my dad is a pet. My mother was first lady. I was raised in the church. It should have been in me, and but it was not. The word, the word, it was not living in me. The living word was not in me. His spirit was not in me. What? So I was, I was trying. Uh, I was just trying to just get any, any, everybody, right? But I, but I had. It was so, like all money is good money. It is. It was. Where, where is it? Whoever's coming in. Because it's all it, good. If you see somebody say that they gonna they want this, and you tell them six hundred dollars, and they say okay, invoice me. Let me. I'll send it. You know, I'll take it. This, this time of the you know this time with this going on, or COVID going on, we need the money. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's I, I, I can do that. And so when I when I was you know just continuing not thinking of anything, like it was as if it was just gradually drowning drawing me in with what they were saying that it sounded you know and they sounded godly but then there were certain things that i would question but i would ignore my question leader and eventually the more i would you know come into agreement with essentially these, these contracts the more i was making contract coming into treaty with us and accepting money and do and then of course either outside of um just business but but continuing to speak to it and and be around on Facebook and I 
picking up their language and then beginning to speak their language. You know, it's very important. You've got to be careful when it comes to the language yeah. that people have that you pick up because you come into agreement with the things that, listen, that you don't know yeah. are a tap. And so in me doing that and coming into agreement with things, I started opening up all of us. That's it. Do we want to get into the open doors? Listen, I, I want to get into the open doors. I do it. This is comforting stuff. I do not know all of this. I'm here all this for the first time too, y'all. This is so good. Yes. Yes, I'm going to get to the open door. I'm doing it. You're dropping all the gems because people don't be knowing that even though we are, even people in the world are under the influence of uh, the, the spiritual realm. Okay. Yeah. So everything has a currency. So even if you don't know, you are subject to spiritual laws. Yeah. Right. And you do not know. <laughs> yes. So everything, we are humans. Obviously we are physical beings, so we're also spiritual beings. Yeah. No, we don't know. And that's why people in the world can benefit from God's rules and God's principles, even though they are not Christian. They yeah. can still profit all of Christian principles, yeah. even if they are not professing Christians. So I got to like put a pin in, in that real quick. That wraps up part one of our interview with Jamisha. If you love this, stay tuned for the next part coming out this time next week here on the Lift Her Up podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and comment.